This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to another special episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast with me, Tom Ward. As always, I'm joined by Andrew Greasley, and we have a very special guest on the show this evening. Our guest started his career at Wigan before making the move to Doncaster, where he made 90 appearances over a five-year spell. He joined up with the Sky Blues in summer 2019 and was instrumental in helping the Sky Blues win League One with his 14 clean sheets in 40 appearances, as well as some superb saves along the way. I'm, of course, talking about our number one, Marco Morosi. Marco, thanks for joining us on the show this evening to share your footballing story with our listeners. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you on. Um, Obviously, we've got to know you quite well as a, a commentary player, Marco, but it'd be good to sort of go back to the start, really, and kind of tell our listeners a little bit about your, your upbringing. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I moved over to England uh, with my parents when I was 14. Uh, I, think I, was, I think it was in 2006. Yeah. Um, we moved to Burnley, a um, small town in Lancashire. Uh, and... Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't playing football from the start, um, from when we moved in, but I was playing for my um, high school team and all that. And eventually, um, uh, you know, I, lo- I joined like kind of like local Sunday teams, Sunday mm-hmm. league teams and stuff like that. And then eventually um, I went to Barnoswick Town as well as studying in um, uh, at Burnley College. Yeah. So, so obviously, I'd be studying all week, uh, also playing for my college football academy, which is a really, really nice, uh, really decent setup up there um, at Burnley College with the football academy, nice facilities and all that. Um, but yeah, I was playing Barn Oswick Town. At, at a, I can't even remember how old I was. It would have been 17, 18, yeah. you know, and I, I was playing men's football um which was really which was really really good for me you know experience and you know being around that um like first team environment kind of if you like and um obviously it's helped me a lot with where i am today Mm. yeah sure and when you were a kid did you sort of follow a football team like from back home or was it like a team in europe or um yeah obviously where i'm uh, i'm from slovakia and um we're well aware of um all the big teams and mm. um all that but yeah obviously you like all the real madrid's barcelonas and all that man yeah, united course. chelsea liverpool and that was it really um yeah so i, I didn't really have a i didn't really have a favorite team mm. um, to be honest and did you have, was there like a goalkeeper who you particularly watched or tried to sort of model yourself on? Yeah, so I think first first one was Oliver Kahn. 
Mm. And then as I got a little bit older, it was better check. Uh, and right now I'd say um, maybe to Stegen. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Were you always a goalkeeper, Marco? Or did you uh, try other positions when you were younger? No, I've always been a goalkeeper. Yeah, uh, yeah. My dad got my dad got me into goalkeeping because he was a goalkeeper himself. So yeah. you know, I didn't really have a choice. Didn't have much um, much say um, in <laughs> that. Yeah, but yeah, always been a goalkeeper. Always been coached. Um, you know, from from since I can remember by my dad. And yeah, just stuck with it. Yeah, and uh, you touched on earlier about your spell at. Uh, Bonnelswick Town when you made 16 appearances. Uh, how did this come about, Marco? Um, well, like I said, I mentioned earlier, I played for my, um, mm. for you know, for your uh, local Sunday league teams and all that. And uh, Burnley is quite, quite a small town, so everybody knows, you know, everyone knows everyone yeah. and everybody's connected somehow. So it was kind of, I think it was like a recommendation kind of thing, if I can remember right. And, uh, you know, I went... I went in, joined up with them, and uh, that was it, really. I was getting my money. Um, you know, I was earning a little bit of money at, at mm. my age, which was I was really happy with. You know, I was playing first in football. I started off in the reserves mm. um, and then eventually moved on to the first team. But it was really good. I had, I had a really nice time there. Yeah, and, and how, did it, how did it develop you as a goalkeeper playing regular men's football? Yeah, well, I, I was a I was a young lad, so just just being around the changing room, you know, with mm. grown men, um, different characters, some strong characters, big characters, and um, I couldn't be um, I couldn't be one of those that would just hide in a corner and not say anything. I kind of had to get involved to be accepted. Um, Brought you out your shell a little bit, would you? Yeah, say? yeah, 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 definitely, and obviously um, the physicality of of the league I was playing in, um, mm. I think that helped me a lot. Obviously, plenty, stand- plenty of plenty of crosses, Marco, in the box. Uh, do you know? What? I can't even remember. There would have been probably. Yeah. <laughs> and you got your first professional con- contract at Wigan um, after impressing in a trial. Yeah. Um, when did you sort of first hear about the interest from Wigan? Well, that was through uh, Burnley College where I was studying. Mm. And like, like I mentioned earlier, I was part of the um, football academy set up there. And um, one of the coaches um, I had there, um, it was a, one of our coaches, he used to play for Wigan, but also our goalkeeping coach for okay. Burnley College uh, had some kind of a connection there. And um, uh, he's a goalkeeping coach at Wickham, actually, uh, now. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, we, they drove me down one day. Obviously, I was... I was like super excited mm. um but then again i didn't really know what to expect yeah. because it was it was a new it was a real it was a new thing for me like um i was never around um professional football or anything like that or a big club or anything yeah um so obviously when i when i got in that was kind of um starstruck um yeah. as you can imagine I, I, I was i was really quiet um like kind of in the corner, like I was saying, I couldn't be at Van Oswick. But for, for the for the first week, it was kind of weird because even with football in terms like calling um, calling the gaffer gaffer, um, <laughs> I, I didn't know all that. Yeah, I remember yeah. I remember when I first uh, first time I called Roberto Martinez Roberto, and he just <laughs> he, to be fair, he really liked me, so he, he was just laughing at uh, laughing it. at it, yeah. But um, because I Barn Oswick, you you called your manager by his name. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, it, of course. He was like your mate. But yeah. yeah, when I got into when I when I went to Wigan, uh, I had to come. I had to learn all those terms and the, the the rules, if you like. I had to pick those up really quick. But yeah, yeah I had that trial, and um, I was I was quite surprised because uh, Roberto Martinez, he just he used to speak to me all the time and. Uh, you know, made the effort and made me feel like really welcome, which he didn't have to because he was the he was the first team manager at a Premier mm. League club, so it was kind of weird to me. But um, yeah, they obviously they obviously liked me. The goalkeeping coach liked me, um, and I really liked him because he he helped me develop massively. Mm. 
uh, especially with um, in terms of distribution and all that, because I was ne- I was never that kind of a keeper until until I went to Wigan. Yeah, I was never I was never a ball playing keeper until I was um, what was that nineteen I think. Mm. Because uh, I never went through obviously the um, youth team uh, setup or anything like that, uh, so I never had that kind of that that level of coaching. Um, but yeah, it was two weeks. They liked me, you know. They um, they offered me a contract, and um, the goalkeeper coach worked with me all the time. The first team goalkeeping coach, and um, yeah, unfortunately um, that season. You know, and Wigan won the FA Cup, and then four days later, I got relegated yeah, into the course. Championship. And um, obviously, Roberto Martinez, and you can imagine all the coaching staff, goalkeeping coach, um, left. Um, mm. yeah, it was really sad for me because they really liked me, and I really liked them. And um, a new manager came, and um, with a new goalkeeping coach, and. That was it for me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is. That's football for you, though. You know, one manager likes you and um, the other one won't. It's just the way it is. I never seen, I never, I never thought of it that way at first. Though. I was really upset because I felt like I deserved to be there. But mm. it just wasn't for them, you know. It's one yeah. of those things. Yeah, it must be, must be quite tricky as a player, you know, with you know, there's always the chance that the manager's going to leave and take his team with him or whatever. I guess you're always you've always got that sort of in the back of your mind that you know it, it might not be the same with the new new coaching staff. It was never in the back of my mind because I did, like I said, I, I was I've never been involved in professional football before, mm. so I didn't know what to expect from anybody. You know, I didn't kind of know um, the politics of football or anything like that. You know, I was a fan of football, but. I didn't know all all the details behind it and, you know, all of that stuff. And obviously when the new manager came, I was like, all right, great, we've got a new manager. And then um, it, it hit me like, you know, like this is different, you know. Um, this is how it works. So I, it was kind of, you know, I, I had to learn the hard way, um, yeah. you know, how football works. And, um, yeah, well, it's all good, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. so sounds like you learned quite a lot there anyway. Yeah, I did. You know, I wasn't there for years on end, but mm. um, in the time I was, uh, from the time I was there, um, it was a hell of an experience for me because I was, I came from nowhere and to training with Premier League players every yeah. day with the first team, which was just, it was, like I said earlier, I was just starstruck. It was mm. unbelievable for me. I couldn't believe what was happening to me. I was living the dream, you know. Yeah, it sounds like it. And then you until you joined... the disappointment came, you know, and that's when I had to learn. Yeah, with with football, there are also disappointments, you know. And you joined Doncaster in August 2014. Was it a case of sort of taking a bit of a step down at that point to kind of get more games? Was that the why you sort of joined at Doncaster? No, it wasn't. It was. Um, well, I didn't have a club, first of all, mm. um, and I didn't even have an agent. <laughs> so, um, you know, I joined up with an agent and all that, and he's, um, you know, he sorted me. Uh, it was it was a trial at Doncaster. It wasn't it wasn't a case of me going to Doncaster to sign. It was still a trial. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had to impress there. So, the the odds were kind of always against me, but I I, I like that. Uh, because it's a challenge, you know. Yeah, of course. And um, yeah, I went up there, um, really liked it. Re- and I, again, really got along with the goalkeeping coach. We stay in touch still. Um, you know, he helped me along. And yeah, I signed a contract there and I was there for many years. Yeah. It was tricky though. Um, you know, I wasn't playing many games because... Because I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. But you managed to make your debut uh, when Jed Steer got injured during a game away at Walsall. Yeah. Um, can it be frustrating being number two, Marco? And, and do you just have to be patient and just wait for your chance? It can be frustrating, but mm. I think that's the difference. Like uh, what, you, what you just mentioned, for me, uh, my dad always kind of uh, 
try to drill it into my head and the biggest one was patience mm-hmm. that word that word was always drilled into my head by my dad patience 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 and it will come as long as you're working hard it will come you know and it, yeah you have to be patient uh, as a number two you got to believe and just work hard you know keep your head down and uh, you'll get your but you I knew I would get my opportunity yeah opportunity came I had to come on um kind of difficult circumstances because it was a it was a really it was a decent Walsall team as well um mm. I kind of vaguely remember it and um it's 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 quite tough for a goalkeeper to come on uh as the game's going on you know mm. um yes yeah, so I vaguely remember it but uh, I think I let a free kick in on my near post from like 18 yards out and I remember I remember them uh the coach having a pop at me um but yeah I didn't, I didn't mind but yeah it was kind of the, the game kind of flew by um you know when I when I got onto the pitch it, the game kind of flew by uh, I can ba- I can vaguely remember it I can't remember it that well to be honest mm. I can remember that free kick but yeah <laughs> And you were released uh, by Doncaster in 2019. Um, did you know about the interest from the Sky Blues when you got released? Yeah, well, they said I got released. It wasn't. It wasn't. There was a lot more to it. Um, yeah. You know, I don't really want to go into details no, because you know I, I had I had a, I had a great time there. I've met I've, I've met some some unbelievable unbelievable people, and I made. Mm like lifelong friends there but um let's just say it was me and a few of us that we didn't feel like we were appreciated enough yeah because um, you got to the playoffs that year didn't you yeah we did we yeah. did and we did really well uh, and we were unlucky um, were, even even in the playoffs yeah you know we lost on penalties yeah uh, there was a goal i let in where, where i slipped and i kind of parried, uh, yeah i parried it straight into the, the boys path Mm. But those things happen, and then mm, f- from that moment, it kind of um, it kind of got toxic for me. Um, where I needed a new, um, I needed a new challenge, you know. Mm. And, um, it didn't get toxic. Uh, sorry, it didn't get toxic in the change room or anything like that. No. But um, I decided, um, you know, I needed a change. I spoke with my missus. Um, you know, she agreed because I, I was kind of, I said, I said before, I've mentioned before, not to you, but to others, like I was comfortable. It wasn't even that. I just, um, it was just five years. Like it's not, it wasn't about being comfortable. I just needed a new challenge, you know? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, and obviously I knew, um, Coventry were interested and, um, yeah, Doncaster offered me a contract, uh, mm. which was, what it was and um you know there was a few of us that rejected the contracts and then um that was it really and um i came i came to coventry you know i, I, I met up with chris badland yeah and he um he kind of told me what the club's about uh, to be fair I, I everyone knows of coventry because it's a massive club um but kind of told me what um, the gaffer's vision was, what the club's vision was. And um, I was really down for that because mm. it was saying they were looking for a goalkeeper that can play out from the back. That's how, that's how the gaffer wants to play. And then um, the, I was on the phone to, to the manager as well. And um, he was telling me, you know, this is how we want to play. And um, he also told me, this is where I want you to improve. So with Aled Williams, uh, I even met, met up with Aled um, before I signed signed for Coventry, you know, and yeah. he was he was kind of t- because he, he, he was obviously watch, watching my games, and he said, "Wow, listen, this is, this is what we need to work on," and um, I'm all up for that, you know, because I know there's there's always things to improve on, mm. you know, um, always, no matter what, no matter what level you're at, there's always there's always things that can be improved, and um, you know, Alec told me this these are the things that you need to improve on, and um, yeah, I said, fantastic. I can't wait to work hard for you, you know, for the club, for manager. I couldn't wait to meet the lads. That was my that was my biggest fear, actually, coming to Coventry because, obviously, I was um, at Doncaster for so long and I was so mm. settled there. And um, that playoff season, we had, a, we had an incredible group of uh, 
lads we were, and we had an unbelievable dressing room. So I was all, I was kind of um, fearful of, oh, what's my dressing room going to be like? Is it going to be as good as this? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And let me tell, let me tell you, this dressing room that we have at Coventry is incredible. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, that certainly comes across to us fans. Uh, it's just yeah. a, it looks absolutely such a tight knit. Oh, like you wouldn't believe. I, I, I can't even tell you how close we all are. Um, it's almost like a family, you know. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, Matty Godden on uh, last week or the week before, and he said exactly the same, Marco. Yeah. Mm. And you, you mentioned having sort of a conversation with Mark Robbins um, before signing. What were your sort of first impressions of him as a manager? Really calm, mm. uh, which I liked. And it was yeah, obviously I knew of, um, I knew of the name as well. Yeah. Um, before, so uh, the respect was already there. You know what I mean? But obviously, he was telling me, telling me things, and um, telling telling me things uh, about myself. You know what I need to improve, and then that showed me um, that yeah, they've been looking at me, and uh, obviously they analyze. They must like me enough that they've analyzed me enough for me to um, for them to tell me what I need to what I need to improve on. Uh, and all that, and I was I, I was really happy because hard work is what I'm about. Mm. Um, I really like to challenge myself and uh, you know keep improving. Yeah, of course. And we obviously played out from the back a lot um, last season. Did he sort of mention that that would be the sort of style we'd be playing, and and said that that was why we were signing you in particular? Yeah, yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. That was the main thing. Uh, you know, they said, "Listen, um, this is the this is the route we want to go, and um, this is why you're coming in." You know, we want to we want to build up from the back, and um, because that's what we did at Doncaster, and obviously, obviously they saw that that I was capable of doing that. And um, when he told me, "Yeah, we want to play out from the back," I was I was happy. You know. Yeah. And how did the lads welcome you into the squad in pre-season, Marco? Yeah, everyone's everybody. Everybody was really welcoming. Mm. Obviously, there was a there was a big turnaround. Uh, yeah, there was. Yeah, in the squad, wasn't there? So, mm. majority of us were new, so we kind of had to get to know each other, um, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah, and obviously, some of us have played. We've played against each other numerous times. You know, so there's your conversation starter all the time. I always mm. remember that goal I scored against you, or something <laughs> like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> From day one, it was it, I could tell it was going to be a special group because mm. there was there was no uh, sorry um, there was no awkwardness or mm. anything like that. You know, we just we got on like house of fire straight away. We've heard of, uh, heard from other players that Fads is a bit of a character. Um, what's he like, Marco? Oh, he's. I don't even know what to say. Like, um, <laughs> he's just unbelievable. You know, he's obviously he's a great player. You know, he's got that experience as well. Yeah. He's he's had many promotions. He's had mm. many titles in his career. But in the yeah. change room, he's just he's just one of those guys that everyone wants to be around. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, he's funny. Uh, he's like he's witty. He's, uh, he's just one of those guys like you love to have in the dressing room. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. During that pre-season, um, who did you think was sort of the, the best players that we had? Was there anyone who particularly stood out um, from, from those early sessions? Um, oh, let me think. Uh, Fanky. Mm. Fanky was really good. And uh, Wesley as well, you know, when we were, when we were in, the, in the pre-season games, he was, he was doing really well. Um, then, then came along Walshie. And eventually, sorry, Goddess came as well. You know, we knew he was a goal scorer. Then, like I said, we had Walsh, we had Callum O'Hare that came, and um, obviously, you saw for yourself last season yeah. uh, what kind of a player Walsh was. Um, Scouse Messi, he was, but um, <laughs> yeah, he was a great lad as well, you know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think those, those are the players. And to be fair, even. Um, even shippers, I mean, he's got like when we were doing finishing and stuff like that, his left foot's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Finish, doesn't he? Yeah, 
really good. Mm. And during the pre-season, did you know you were going to be number one or was it sort of you and Ben Wilson kind of battling for that spot? Yeah, definitely. Um, the second part, you never, you're going in for the challenge, you know. Um, there's no, um, they're never going to tell you, oh, you're, you're coming in as a as a number one and that's it. You know, you've got to battle it out because mm. that's just the way it is um, in football. You make the manager's mind up. Um with your performances uh, on the training pitch and, you know, in games. So, yeah, and then um, I had a good pre-season and that was it. Mm. Yeah. But me and Ben, he's another one. He's um, he's unbelievable to have around the changing room and he's kind of, um, I'd say, an unsung hero in this um even in this promotion season, season because he's been incredible. Um, he's just, a, he's just a, such a happy guy, you know, like to have around the change room and his banter is unbelievable. And he, and he's, and it's not even that, even as a goalkeeper, he's a really good goalkeeper and, and we push each other in training and we try and help each other out all the time, every day. Yeah. He'll, like if I do something wrong, he'll tell, like he'll tell me this is what he thinks or, We'll go. We'll go to each other. Excuse me. We'll go to each other. You know, um, mm. asking asking for advice or anything like that. So yeah, me and Ben have a special relationship as well. Yeah, it's good to. I guess it's good to have someone with a lot of ability as well that's always pushing you, and you've obviously got to you know keep your performances at a high level. Yeah, yeah, to keep your place you on the your team. Toes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hmm. And you mentioned um, meeting Allard Williams and being impressed with him before you came to the club. Um, what were his sort of training sessions like and how did they compare to other coaches you'd worked under? Um, well, um, goalkeeping coaches usually have their um, set training sessions, you know what I mean? And it's kind of um, Monday's hard work and all that uh, all that kind of stuff. And it's, and it's more often than not, it's always the same, you know, um, so you, you kind of know what the program's going to be in four weeks' time with Aled. Um, throughout the week, the sessions are different because he watches the games, he watches the oppositions, and um, that's the training for the week, you know, uh, with the way they attack, and that's what we'll do for the whole week for, the, for me and Ben to get used to that kind of attacking play. Uh, so it's really good. So the training's never... N- it's never the same, you know. Yeah. It's similar, but it's never the same. Mm. Keeps you on your toes. Yeah, literally. Def- definitely. <laughs> yeah, you're always learning every day. And you made your debut against South End um, at St Andrews, and it must have been pleasing that you got a clean sheet and a one-nil win. Yeah, definitely. It's a. It was a good start to the season. Um, obviously, to go uh, to go and win, mm. and um, to get a clean to get the you know clean sheet started. Yeah, it was really good because no one, no one um, kind of knew what they what what they could expect of us, uh, mm. expect from us, you know. Because yeah. obviously we, we we didn't have a home ground, but let me tell you, we made that ground our own uh, yeah. last season. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good, you know, to get that get that first win and um, get the clean sheet. Yeah, I read an article. Um... I think it was yesterday about Mark Robbins and he was saying that it was such an important win, the South End win, because it showed to all the rest of the league that you can win, obviously, away from Coventry. So it was like putting a, a wood in the door in, in a sense of things and saying that we can win at Birmingham and it gave you confidence, I think. Is that the case, Marco? Yeah, it's definitely the case. Definitely the case. Um, exactly what the gaffer said. Mm. And that, that's what was said in the changing room after the game as well. Yeah. And... Um, it was never that pre- they never put that uh, kind of a pressure on us where they said, "Oh, you have to get promoted this season or else." Mm. They didn't have to because us as players, like I, like I mentioned earlier, we had an unbelievable group and we demanded from each other. Like we said, like we want to get promoted and we're gonna do whatever we can to to do it, you know. And mm. I don't think there was a lot of people. There was a lot of people that expected us to get promoted last season. No, definitely not. And yeah. moving on, you got another clean sheet away at Bolton, but that was another frustrating afternoon with about a thousand goals being disallowed. Do you know what? I, I, 
I, uh, I hate to go. I hate going back and rethinking that game because it's just really, <laughs> so do we. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen anything like it in my playing career. Yeah. Never seen anything like it. Yeah. Yeah, it was mad, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was quite ridiculous. Yeah. Um, there's a game that we seem to discuss quite a lot on this podcast, and that was the three-three away uh, draw at Portsmouth. Um, it was obviously brilliant to steal a point at the end, but were you sort of disappointed from a defensive point of view with the the goals we conceded that night? Hundred percent. I was. I was. Uh, first of all, I was disappointed in myself because I thought I let in some soft goals, um, especially I think was it the second one. Um, on the was it on the near post where I kind of I don't know if I parried it I can't really remember but um, yeah it was one it was one of those days for me um, you know in football not not everyone's going to be at it um, every time not everyone's going to be hundred percent but like you said we came away with the draw with nine men and that just shows you mm. and like it showed everybody what kind of a team we were and that. We're there. We're ready to fight for each other. So when I'm having a bad game, I can rely on, you know, my strikers or whatever. I can rely on them. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna um, help me out here and go go and score a goal and level it up or whatever. You know, all my centre backs centre backs are gonna help me out. Yeah. And it's the same other way around. If say if one of my centre backs or say somebody in the midfield or wherever on the pitch is not having the best of games, and um, that's how we have we have each other's backs, you know. We we help each other out, and um, you. I think everyone could see in that game the team spirit we had, and um, it was a kind of never surrender moment, you know. Yeah. Um, and after that game, we started to get that feeling where like we can literally achieve anything this season, anything we want. You know. Yeah, it did. It did kind of feel a bit like that because then obviously for the rest of the season there was a lot of times when we were behind or we nicked a point mm-hmm. and it just felt like that game just gave us that belief that it didn't really matter what the scoreline was. We could always go out and get a result. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah, that was the case. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And we put a decent run together. We were obviously winning our home games, drawing our away games. Um, And then we went for a little bit of a blip, our sort of only blip really of the season. Um, where we lost consecutive games to Rotherham and Tranmere. Um, mm. Were you sort of concerned at this point, or did you just think, you know, this is a minor blip and we'll, you know, we'll have the characters to bounce back? There was never, um, for, throughout the whole season last season, there was never a moment uh, for me, and I don't think anyone had any doubts ever, you know, even if, mm. when we lost that game at Rotherham, we just said to ourselves, bloody hell, that was a one off, because it was a one off. Uh, it was just a bad day at the office overall from from back to front, you know, yeah. from, from me all the way to the strikers. It was just one of those games and um, we could either sink or swim after that. And, um, yeah, we didn't expect to lose um, in, in the next game and we kind of lost. We'd, we didn't deserve to lose that either. No, um, definitely not. It was just a freak goal that the lads just caught the ball perfectly and... Um, it went in, but even after that game, we said like we literally battered we battered them the whole game. And to be fair to them, they um, they carried on, they carried on, and they got lucky in the end, you know, with a with a really really good goal, uh, lucky goal. But um, yeah, after the game, we, we were still there was never there was never any doubt. I think at that point, what was it? We lost one, two games away, was it? Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't the end of the world. Yeah, of you course. Know? 
So that was our thought process. Like, it doesn't matter. We just go on to the next and we go and win the next game. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, in October, we um, played Fleetwood at home and it felt like an absolutely massive win coming from 1-0 down to win 2-1. And I think we actually leapfrogged um, Fleetwood yeah. on the table that night. Yeah. Um, firstly, talk us through that first goal for Fleetwood. Surely, uh, Madam was offside. I didn't know what was going on on that first <laughs> goal. I couldn't believe what was happening. And then when I saw the ball hit the post and it was, I had that twitch, oh, I tried to go for the ball. And then, um, you know, it just went back of the net. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure to this day if it was offside. I, I, I don't know. Very was weak, it offside? It was almost like a slow-mo, wasn't it? It sort of, yeah, everyone just was, still in it. it, was like, it was, oh, I gonna... think, I'm sure there was two players that kind of went for the same yeah. ball and um, I went for the other player. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it is what it is. But like you said, you know, we went 1-0 down and um, we always said to each other, even in, cha- in, in, in the dressing room, even at the training ground, uh, I've always said whenever we went 1-0 down, I always felt in, uh, in the goal, I always felt like there's no way we're losing this game. Yeah. always like it was weird I, I never ever felt like we were going to lose a game last season yeah. we, I knew we were going to score you know mm. yeah so yeah we had um, we had Michael Rose on the other week and he even said when we were 2-0 down against Blackpool at home and we yeah. obviously came back he said even that day we were playing so well that even at 2-0 down he he thought we were going to win that day and it's yeah yeah, yeah it's true it's true I, I, like I said I, I never ever felt that um, after you know going one nil down or two nil down, I never felt like we were going to lose the game. Mm. Uh, and we switched to a, a back three that evening. Um, how does that impact you as a keeper, Marco? And, and did was it something that you worked on before the game or in training sessions before, or was it just a new thing sprung on you? No, no. Obviously, we all, um, you've got to work on work yeah. on these things on formations and shapes or. And um, many of us have played that shape before uh, at different clubs. So mm. it wasn't a new thing. We've, we've played in that three system before, most of us. So mm. um, it wasn't a new thing. You know, Gaffer said, yeah, we're changing to a three. Obviously, we did a lot of training on it. We did a lot of shape work at the training ground. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was it. We just worked really hard on it and it worked. And is it, is it a formation that you like? Yeah, I do. I do yeah, I do really yeah. like it. Yeah. Mm. And we hadn't won all season away from home and then we travelled to Wickham uh, just after Christmas and we actually ran riot that, uh, that day. Uh, what do you remember from that afternoon, uh, Marco? Well, obviously for us, um, as players, it was a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Um, we were frustrated that we hadn't won um, away. But then again, we weren't losing many. So it was... Mm. A lot like of draws, said, wasn't there? Yeah, like I said, we were still picking up points, you know. So it wasn't the end of the world or anything like that. But yeah, we went away to Wickham and like you said, we just we dismantled them, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they scored the goal. Because um, they're obviously complete opposite to what we play, you know. Yeah. Just complete, like complete opposite, you know. They're... The goalkeeper's taking free kicks from almost a halfway line, uh, <laughs> lumping it into the box. But it's effective for them because they have the players for yeah. it. Yeah, well, they've you know, got promoted, haven't they? Yeah, so, exactly. Know. Yeah, and and they deserve to get promoted as well in in those playoffs. Um, mm. So fair play to them. But like like I said, uh, and they were they were in a good position. I'm, I think at that they time yeah, in the they table, were. You know, yeah. So. Mm. We went there and we just dismantled the top team. So we were like, the confidence was sky high. And um, especially after uh, Matty's hat trick, his confidence must have been sky high. Uh, mm. Just the way we played as a as a team, you know, every single player was at it. Um, yeah, and like I said, we just we absolutely destroyed them that game. It was a, it was really enjoyable game to be involved in. Mm. And then we went to. Tranmere on possibly one of the worst pitches in League One history. Um, did it concern you as a keeper when you saw the pitch when you walked out for your warm up? Yeah, I'm not going to say. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say. And oh, you, you should just you get on with it because it's there. Obviously, it's frustrating because there was almost no bounce on the ball. Um, yeah. But then again, it is what it is. You just go and go. You just 
have to go and deal with it because we said to ourselves like these 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 kind of games um on a pitch like this this is where it matters um if we can win here we can win anywhere mm. uh, you know and, and we did exactly that god has got another high trick um they got a, they got a penalty you know we got lucky um a little bit the guy missed his penalty probably because of the pitch um, yeah, horrendous. That was a big moment, that was, wasn't it? Well, yeah, even though the pitch was um, horrendous, we still played our football. We never went away from it. Mm. Uh, you know, we still passed the ball about, passed the ball about really well, and um, the goals we scored, they were really very well worked goals, uh, if you can remember. Yeah, um, yeah, goals, yeah, yeah, really, really top, like top quality goals. Um, so yeah. The pitch, yeah, was frustrating in the warm up, but that's the the warm up was there for us to get, you know, to get used to it. And um, it it was never once the once the whistle went for the start of the game, the pitch was out of the window for us. We just go and do our own thing, you know, what we've been doing. Yeah, yeah. Probably helped uh, the third goal a little bit because it brought the ball down nicely for Backer, didn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> on that mud patch on the side, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it might have gone out for a uh, for a goal kick if not. Yeah, but I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. The pitch was frustrating for for their players as well. You know, yeah. but obviously they play on it week in. They played on it week in week out, so they were kind of used to it. But yeah, we we were just better on the day. Um, yeah, and we did. We full, like we fully deserved that win because we played really good football, even in terrible conditions. Yeah, definitely. And what was it like returning to your old club, Doncaster, in January? That was a uh, that was another big result that day, wasn't it, Marco? That was, yeah, that was a massive win uh, for us. And even after that game, we thought we're on the way here. Um, yeah. yeah, it was for me personally. It was really nice going back because, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I spent a lot of time there, um, and I knew a lot of people, uh, even the players. You know, uh, I played with them; they were my friends. So, yeah, it was really nice, you know, before the game, um, all I even days building up to the game, talking to my mates and all that. There's uh, banter back and forth, you know, all of that stuff. And um, when it comes to game day, when you, as soon as you step onto that pitch and from the warm-up, um, everything goes out the window, you know. Yeah, they, they, ain't, they ain't my mates um, today, you know. Um, that's how I see it. They're my enemies, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to take the bread out from my table. So yeah. you know, we, that's how I that's how I see it. <laughs> um, but yeah, after the game, obviously spoke to my mates. It was all good. But um, mm. yeah, it was really nice going back. You know, I got a, I got a really nice reception, uh, yeah. which I didn't which I didn't expect. Um, if I'm honest with you, but yeah, I got a nice reception. And um, that was a really, really big win for us because yeah. we weren't having the best of games. Uh, I remember it wasn't. It wasn't yeah, it was a tough game. Yeah, yeah, it was a tough game because they they were a really good team. Mm. Um, you know, uh, even on the counter attack, uh, you know, they had some really quick players, and um, yeah, so that's what I mean. <laughs> even even when we weren't playing well, we were winning games, and. Um, that's what a ti- that's what a title winning team has to do. Yeah, absolutely yeah. grinding out those one nils. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and something Matty Godden mentioned was that a lot of opposition teams were sort of mentioning how impressed they were with us. Did, did some of your mates back at Doncaster sort of say that to you as well after that game? Oh yeah, all the time. Um, they were saying we we always used to get it after games. Um, the t- the the lads from other teams would come up to us and they'll be like, oh my God, you, you're the best team in wow. the league by by a mile. And I remember when we um, when we won that day um, at Ipswich, um, even when we played Portsmouth at home, uh, their players were telling us that we thoroughly deserve to go up because we're by far the best team. So yeah, there was, there was a lot of respect from the other teams, you know, um, yeah, because basically they were telling us how good we were. And to be fair, we knew we were good, but we yeah. just had to, you know, keep grinding even, like I said, even when we weren't playing well. Yeah, absolutely. And we went through quite a busy spell of games um, in sort of January and February with a lot of FA Cup um, games and replays, which you were involved in all of them, I think. Um, was it quite yeah. tough 
the, this spell of games or were you just enjoying playing every match sort of week in, week out? A bit of both, I think. Um, obviously, you enjoy being involved in big games, FA Cup games. Uh, I think it was a lot more demanding on the outfield players. Yeah, of course. Uh, maybe, maybe more than me, you know, well, not maybe, but definitely more than me, you know. So there was a lot of recovery session. There was, um, as you can imagine, there wasn't a lot of training going on because that schedule that we had was, it was so busy. So yeah. we couldn't even get a full kind of training session, you know, like a proper intense training session because a lot of it was about recovery, you know, leading on to another game. But yeah, we played FA Cup against Birmingham, <laughs> which was, which was, it was funny because yeah. obviously two, two home teams and um, when we were the home team, we were in the home changing room. Uh, our fans had the, uh, you know, the stand and all that. But we really, we played really well against them, you know, because yeah, they're did, yeah. big, they're a big, big physical team and um, we held our own against them, you know, playing the way we play. Obviously, um, we maybe didn't play out from the back and um, stuff like that as much as we did uh, in League One because you're a, little bit, you're, you're, you're a little bit more wary, you know, and you're playing against higher quality players and all that. But... I thought we were unlucky to lose those games. Yeah. If I if I'm honest with you, uh, again second game, did you scored a free goal? Um, yeah. To send it into into penalties, but we've said it before. We've said it in the change room. It was a blessing in disguise that we don't we didn't go through because I don't think we needed um, another heavy schedule. Um, you know, we just wanted to concentrate on getting promoted at that point. Another game we talked about was the uh, Rotherham game. This felt like a huge point again, coming from behind in horrible conditions. Mm. Yeah, it was tough. Um, it was tough because we knew we were playing probably the second best team in the league. Yeah, they're quite and physical, aren't they, Rotherham? Yeah, very few, massive team, big yeah. lads. Um, monsters there were like compared to us and yeah. they play, played different football to us as well so we knew this was this was going to be probably the toughest game we've had all season mm. and um, obviously we went 1-0 down after what happened yeah. um, at first I didn't even realise he kind of knocked the ball out of my hand I didn't, I didn't realise that until Kels mm. told me uh, and then the goalkeeping coach but it was one of those where the ball kind of just slipped out of my hand. Um, mm. But it didn't even slip out of my hands. I still had it, but I, it wasn't kind of under 100% control, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I know. But even after that goal, when we went down, I never felt like, yeah, it was disappointing for me, but it was one of those, yeah, the goal went in, whatever, we, you move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, can't be, you can't be dwelling on uh, stuff like that. And we never did, to be fair. And obviously we, we came back fighting and we got a draw. And it was a good draw in the end, you know. It was. I remember um, your save as well um, after that error. It was a fantastic yeah. save, that was. The one that, that was almost like a, a, a two-point winning save. It was just amazing. Yeah, it kind of settles you back into the game because you're like, right, you've made an error. So yeah. you kind of put that pressure on yourself. You've got, you have to make up for it here. There's... This for the rest of the game, you have to be hundred percent. You know, mm. the, the, there can't be anything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I made a good save. Um, and after that, and it gives the lads a lift as well. I think, um, you know, because if that went in at two 0 it would have been like oh, bloody hell. Yeah. For, for me, oh. that was that was up there. And I think even Mark Robin said after the game that was a world class save marker. That was outstanding. Yeah, well, he he said that he said that in the changing room after you know mm. he said um, yeah uh, made an error of what whatever uh, you know you just got to get on with it you, you still got to do your job and um, yeah I made the save I did what I had to do yeah and that's what I try to you you know you try and help the team out and mm. that's what I'm paid to do that's what I'm there for yeah and. Uh... For some reason, it took until Ipswich away for our fans to think of a song for you. It's a shame we didn't have a few more games to sing it. Um, how did it feel at the full-time whistle? 2,000 people chanting your name, Marco. Oh, it was 
It was unbelievable. They were going on all game. I was like, I didn't know what to do. You know, like I can't. When they were, when they started singing it at first, I was I kind of reacted to it. You know, I looked over and um, mm. like thanked them for it. And then I was like, all right, this is going to stop in thirty seconds. <laughs> and they just kept on going and going and going throughout the whole game. I think they just tried to, you know, keep me awake because I didn't have anything to do uh, all game. But, yeah, it was unbelievable, unbelievable experience. I've heard it a few times before, you know, the song. But, um, you know, I got uh, after the game, uh, they still they, they carried on singing it. And it was just it was an unbelievable feeling because we had so many fans there. You know, it was yeah. such a big support. And then I was getting videos sent to me by... Um, by our fans, you know, on Twitter yeah, and all yeah. that, of, of them recording it as this, as they were singing it, showing my missus and then my missus woke up the next day. She's like, Blood. even when we got in bed, she's like, all I can hear is that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it was funny. Uh, yeah. It was an unbelievable moment for me, uh, personally. Um, was there a point um, in the season that you thought, um, or a particular game that you thought, yeah, this is it, we're going to win the league now? Ipswich. <laughs> yeah. We we kind of after that game there was no going back. There was like we were ready to die on that pitch. Yeah. You know, to get that promotion. Um and we always said there's no way anyone's beating us. And we felt like we probably won't wouldn't have got beaten. Um after that game we wouldn't have got beaten again that season. We we genuinely felt that, you know, you never know, we'll never know. But that's how that's how we felt. I think like when you've got the team, the fans, you know, all the staff going in one direction, it's very hard to stop, isn't it? Yeah, there was there was this feeling in the air. It's hard to mm. describe. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. You know, um, it's like we could all we could almost the promotion was uh, touching distance for us. We could almost smell it, you know, mm. and. Um, yeah, there was no way anybody was going to knock us off that pedestal. No one. No yeah. I agree. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. How important were Mark Robbins and ADV Vesh and I guess other staff at, at keeping the team calm and, and sort of focused on the job? Yeah, massively. Because once we're in the game, yeah, we have our song in the change room and all that. But when it comes to uh, Monday morning, we go again. You know, that game's gone. Um yeah, the fans are celebrating all that for us. Monday morning, you know, Sunday we're off. Monday morning, that game's gone on to the next game. We concentrate mm. on the we concentrate on the next game and we try and win that game. So yeah, that's how it is for us. And uh, obviously, uh, Gaffer, AD, all, all of the coaching staff, you know, throughout the whole season, like the there was we never ever felt any pressure from anybody even our fans we never felt any pressure mm. um but no one but we we put our we, we we put the pressure on ourselves um between ourselves in the changing room you know say someone was um, even in training if say someone wasn't at it 100% in training they'd get told you know uh, but not in a nasty way or anything like that just like come on, we try and lift them up or whatever. If I, or if I'm having a bad day at training, lads will try and lift me up or, or banter me a little bit yeah. <laughs> to lift the spirits. But yeah, um, the coaching staff were amazing um, mm. the whole season. And they're, they're, they're the same now, you know, always calm. And um, that reflects onto the team, you know, when you're, uh, when your coaching staff are nice and calm, um, literally there's, there's, there was no pressure like I said earlier, nobody expected us to do what we did because mm. um, no one thought no one thought we could, and um, we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sort of shortly after that Ipswich game, obviously we didn't know at the time, but obviously we got put into lockdown. And um, what was that like for you as a player? And how hard was it to sort of keep your, I guess, your motivation up to stay fit and things like that? Yeah, well, at first it was like we would have never thought in a million years we'd be off for four months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was really difficult because you're not allowed to do anything. You're not allowed to go anywhere. And um, my missus just, um, when we went to lockdown, we had a newborn baby. 
So um, we had to be careful with everything, you know. Yeah. Um, it was really tough. I, it was, I, I felt it was tougher for my missus than than me because she couldn't. She literally couldn't leave the house. She didn't leave the house for like three and a half months. Um, I would have gone crazy. At least I could go and do something, you know, uh, or just go to the shop and you know buy food or whatever. But yeah, it was a difficult time. I think, but I think it was difficult for everybody involved, um, not just us footballers, but even for normal people. And yeah. um, obviously, throughout lockdown, you know, the stuff that was happening, you know, how many people were losing lives. It was just crazy. It was unbelievable. Yeah, um, yeah it was just unheard of. Like nothing can prepare you for anything like that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then obviously, um, finally, it felt like the news came through that we'd won the league. Um, how did it feel for you and sort of where were you at the time when you, you heard the news? It was nerve-wracking uh, for <laughs> us because <laughs> I remember we were on to our coaches all the time because obviously we had Zoom meetings yeah. and fitness sessions and all like that. And we were always asking for details like, what's going on? Um, we're getting promoted, we're all out. There's no way we're going by, we just can't. Um, so we kind of knew in back of our heads that the season was going to be um, the season was going to stop, and we just didn't know what was going to happen. Whether it was going to be um, null and void, or you know all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, when we got promoted, it was incredible. It was kind of a relief, um, and it was a kind of like a only positive to take out of lockdown. And were you disappointed that you couldn't celebrate with the Sky Blue Army, Marco? Yeah, that was the biggest thing for us. Um, that was kind of taken away from us. Um, mm. But it is what it is, you know, and hopefully we'll be able to celebrate with our fans um, more, you know. Um, hopefully we can give them a lot more stuff to shout about and celebrate about. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what's your thoughts on the Sky Blue Army, uh, Marco? And especially the support we give, well, at St Andrews and, and especially away from home. Yeah, well, um, obviously playing at St Andrews, um, we knew it was uh, it was never going to be full. No. But, um, but you respect that, you know. Um, mm. It's their choice. And um, we were obviously grateful for the fans that did turn up because it was still, it was still a decent turnout. Um, mm. And they still made um, a decent amount of noise, you know. Um, they were still very supportive and um, I remember even after the games when we won the celebrations in the stadium um, the fans chanting and singing it was still incre- it was a still incredible atmosphere yeah but I must say the away support it was second to none it was the best in the league by a mile it makes a massive difference like having 12 men on the pitch and it really is it's a cliche thing to say but it really is yeah, definitely. And and moving on, moving on. Um, how's pre-season been so far for you, Marco? Yeah, obviously after coming out of the lockdown and getting uh, getting into the pre-season, it's um, it was really exciting, you know, to be back on the pitch, back with the boys, um, kicking the ball about. But yeah, at the moment they just, um, you know, we're going through phases. Mm. Um, the, you know, they're kind of easing us into it at the moment. You know, we're playing a lot of football. Don't get me wrong, we're still working hard. Um, we obviously had that game in Scotland, uh, which was, uh, you know, which was decent for us. Mm. And um, but yeah, uh, the easing is into it <laughs> at the moment because <laughs> you can't you can't go full pelt after four months. Mm. Yeah. Are there any sort of specific areas of your game that you're 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 trying to work on this preseason? Um. Keep improving, you know. Um, me and Aled and uh, and Ben, we have our, um, we know what we need to improve on. Uh, we have our ideas. Um, obviously, the goal, the the coaching, the, sorry, the goalkeeping coach, Aled, tells us and works with us what we need to improve on. Um, just overall game, you know. I wouldn't say one thing. Everything needs to improve. We need to keep working, keep growing, every day. Mm. And obviously, we've brought in a few new faces already, some early business. Um, who of the new players has impressed you the most so far? 
um, Gustavo is unbelievable. Mm. He's a funny guy as well. He's a he's a great character. Um, all of them have been good to be fair. Obviously, it was nice to have um, Callum and uh, Gilo back. Yeah, you know, nice old faces. Because um, we were kind of say we were, we were always saying like. Um, throughout lockdown, we were always texting Callum and stuff, bantering him like, um, <laughs> "Time to come back." Yeah, when is he coming back and stuff like oh, that. Um, yeah, so it was really exciting, you know, when um, when we got Callum back, and I think the club made a big statement there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Saw so you, you with a few gifts on Twitter as well, you know, trying to trying, <laughs> yeah. to, trying to banter him that way. <laughs> yeah, just a bit of banter out of boredom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And how was uh, playing on Saturday at Ibrox, such a, a wonderful, uh, iconic, historic stadium? Um, it was a de- decent performance, wasn't it, Marco, for the first run out, especially first half? Yeah, we were kind of surprised with ourselves how um, how well it, how well we did. Obviously, they had most of the ball. You know, they're, they're a lot mm. fitter than us. You know, they they um, they far ahead of us in, yeah. in terms of um, fitness and um, all that. Even even confidence, you know, um, they're starting in a week, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, early, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was a really good game. It was a good, it was a tough test for us, but we were well organised. Um, I thought we defended really well. Obviously, Declan was like Sergio Ramos. <laughs> yeah, I was saying to him after the game, "Look, yeah, you like Sergio Ramos today." Uh, which he was. It was unbelievable. Even the young lads, uh, you know, held their own. Against yeah. against some really really good players, and to come away with um, um, with two nil isn't too bad. Yeah, we lost the game, but there was nothing expected of us. I mean, when we were absolutely nowhere near the kind of level of, of fitness or anything, you know. So the we we didn't expect to win win the game, you know. But it was a, yeah. it was a, it was a good run out for the lads, you know, good fitness test. And obviously, it will tell the tell the staff um, all the data. We'll tell the staff kind of where we are. Mm. Yeah, and, and obviously, you said that Declan was like Sergio Ramos, and he was. He had a fantastic game. I saw his stats after the game, and they were really impressive reading. Um, yeah, can you see him break goal with it as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did this well. Yeah, um, if he gets eleven goals in a season, then we will come and call him Sergio Ramos. Oh, um, but yeah. <laughs> Can you see him breaking into the uh, first team this season, if well, given the opportunity? One hundred percent. You obviously you could see you could see for yourself. Um, he's come back, and um, there's a few lads that have come back um, and they've stepped up. You know, they've stepped up a level. Um, yeah. De- Declan has. You could see that in the game. He's, mm. been, he's been working really hard um, in training. Josh Eccles is the same. Yeah, but I must say. Oh, all of the young lads that played in that game, you know, held held their own and um, were really good. I thought we were really good in in that game. Um, take away the result, you know. Yeah, yeah and, the, and the Sky Blues are always renowned for bringing youth through and giving them a chance. And uh, and it looks like we'll probably be able to do that. There's a lot of good youth talent there, isn't there, Marco? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, very good players in this club, uh, young mm-hmm. lads. Very good. And obviously, looking forward to the championship. Um, how excited are you to, to play at that level? Yeah, very excited because as a footballer, you want to um, you always want to be moving up. You know, you want to be playing against the best teams. And um, obviously, it's it might be a challenge. You know, um, but like I said before, we played against Birmingham and we held our own um, against the decent physical team you know mm. so um, yeah it's going to be tough but uh, I think we're well up for the challenge and um, we're going to work hard over the, the pre-season uh, we're going to be working incredibly hard you know, to be successful yeah and obviously there's some really big clubs in the championship these days and obviously as fans we get excited for you know grounds we're going to tick off and stuff like that are there any any sort of games or grounds you're particularly looking forward to for next season uh, no, not really. <laughs> um, just happy to be playing games in the championship, and hopefully we can we can achieve something special. 
Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're going to be playing some some massive clubs. You know, Norwich have just come down. Bournemouth have been in the Premier League um, for a few years. Um, they're going to have some unbelievable players, aren't they? And um, Watford as well. You know, that's a nice day. Obviously, we played there before, but yeah, yeah there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of teams. Got your Nottingham Forest. Um, there's a lot, a lot of big clubs in that league. To be fair. Yeah, lots, lots to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. Well, Marco, it's been it's been absolutely brilliant having you on the podcast um, to share your oh, story. It's been my pleasure. Um, just thank just you. like to say thank you on behalf of all of the Sky Blues fans for your performances this season um, and also a massive congratulations on winning the League One title um, and we all wish you all the best of luck in the Championship next season thank you very much it's been a pleasure thank you for having me cheers thank Marco you. and listeners don't forget to check out our brand new website which is skyblues-extra.co.uk where you can find all of our blogs match reviews podcasts and of course our brand new range of, range of merchandise as usual, if you want to get involved in the conversation on our social media channels, just use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.